This is Jimmy Jernigan, and you're listening to Daily Dose of Wood Podcast. Organic, 
and keeping it keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, sometimes you get on TV and they want you to dumb it down a little bit where, you know, now get, the guests come on our show and know it's like, you know, it's really like us sitting in the locker room talking shit to one another. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if we can't keep that, then, you know, we just got to keep it where we keep it. But um, obviously, you know, you do want to monetize it. You know, we uh, want to monetize it and see what we can do with that. But at the end of the day, keep it organic, keep it real. And um and just be able to kick knowledge and kick kick football knowledge to the people that's listening. Sure. Now if we're gonna rewind a little bit here, coming into the NFL, you get drafted by the Colts in the sixth round, and you win a Super Bowl your rookie year. Not many people could say that. What was that feeling like going from college to the NFL and then accomplishing one of the biggest memories of, of your career. Man, it, that was huge, man. So for me, you know, like you said, being drafted in the sixth round, coming from Howard University where, you know, HBCU, small schools at the time, wasn't really getting a lot of play. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, just that whole from, you know, April getting drafted, going to, you know, rookie mini camp to OTAs to training camp, it was, a, it, was a pro- it was a process for me. You know what I'm saying? It was a process for me. So, um, being able to get that first start in New York um, against the Giants through February, starting in a Super Bowl, like you said, my rookie year, where just a year ago I'm playing at Howard University, where you know the most people we probably had was our homecoming. We probably would have had a couple, a couple thousand. Um, it was an unbelievable moment, one of the best moments, um, you know, in my life as far as you know my career. Um, and like you said, like, you know, being able to do that my rookie year where, you know, you got some of the greats that never even smelled the playoffs or even played in the Super Bowl. So for me to be able to, be able to do that my rookie year, I'm like, well, this shit is easy. I'm going I'm to do this four or five times. Yeah. And with a quarterback like Peyton Manning, you know, you were lucky to experience some of those moments with him. And I know you speak very highly of Peyton. Did you get to play with Eli when you were in yeah, New York? so. Yeah, I played that. Uh, that was Eli last year. So, so uh, tell me, who's your favorite Manning? <laughs> I mean, you know, obviously, uh, we I had a longer history with, with, with Peyton. So, um, you know, and we were able to get a ring together, too. So that, that goes a long way. Yeah. Do they have similar personalities? Yeah. Jokesters. Yeah? Jokesters, man. Yeah, yeah, jokesters. You know, obviously, you see them on um, – you know, you see them on game day, and they really, you know, they're serious about their craft. Um, right. And I'll, I'll say, I'll say that um, they a lot of similarities in that, in that, in that way as well. But they, you know, they similar. Well, serious about their craft, but jokesters. You know what I'm saying? Jokesters, um, real down to earth, sit down, talk, talk shit with one another, man. So, uh, definitely good dudes. Now you went against some of uh, the great wide receivers of our time and played with them guys were like Reggie Wayne coming into your career. Who would you say was the best wide receiver that you ever went up against? Man, I get that question a lot, man. It was um that's tough, man, cuz you got to think about a week in and week out, you 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 lining up against the dogs, man. So you got to think like, you know, uh Larry Fitzgerald, um Chad Ochocinco in his prime. I caught TO towards the end. Um I think Calvin Johnson um, to Julio Jones, um, Andre Johnson, uh, so it, it's it's to Anquan Bolden, like you know, it was some it was some dogs, man, week in and week out that I, uh, that we had to go up against. I played ball back in my day. I played lacrosse in college, but I played football in high school, and there was no better feeling than coming across the middle 
and laying the shoulder on somebody. And I'm sure you could relate to that. You've done it plenty of times in the NFL. I was actually just on YouTube watching some of your highlights, some of the hits you laid coming across the middle. Get that feeling, that energy when you're coming in. There's no feeling like it. What feeling, you know, can you relate to that now off the field? Nah, I, I tell that to everybody, man. Like that's one thing I'm gonna miss about the game is like, I don't, I think I don't think I'll ever be able to get to that high. You know what right. I mean? Like that high putting those pads on and you know what I'm saying? Like you hitting a grown man and you hear like, mm, like it's not, it's it's not like that. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, it, it's not like that. It's nothing. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to get to that high outside of football. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, obviously, I think I'll find some some things that bring me joy, um, some happiness or whatever. But outside of that, man, I think that's it. There's nothing like it. It's yeah. an uncomparable feeling. Nah, for sure. Now, you had a very long career, as we said. When did it shift from being, you know, one of the younger guys to the older guys? When did you step into that mentor role? You obviously had the C on your jersey for a number of teams that you played for. When did you see that transition happening where you became the leader? Man, I think it kind of happened a little early for me. I would probably say like year three, you know what I mean? Like year three because I came in and I started my first, uh, started the first game my rookie year. So, you know, I was able to get, you know, some some good experience early. Um, year two, you know, I think it was one of them years where, you know, I had a solid first year. And um, obviously, you know, you know, a lot of times you hit a sophomore slump. So, okay, well, is he going to be able to come in and do it um, his second year? I made the Pro Bowl my second year. So then that third year, you know, having young guys coming in and, you know, coaches are telling the young guys, like, yo, like, look at 41. You know what I mean? He came in his rookie years, um, six-round draft pick. He did it right. And he's doing well. So, you know, um, those young guys coming in, you know, was asking me questions like, you know, like, how do you do it? How was the transition for you? Like, what's your um, what's your daily resume, your daily routine? So for me, even though I didn't have that C on my chest because we still had, you know, uh, Reggie Wayne and Jeff Saturday and Peyton right. Manning, we still had those old guys, on, older guys on the team. But, you know, me coming into my third year as a starter, getting a lot of playing time. Um, you know, I, I started to fill it in. Yeah. One of my favorite teams to watch you play on was the Cardinals for the reasons of you playing alongside Patrick Peterson and Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that was one of the most deadliest, you know, combined forces of DBs that you played with? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like, you got to – and I was telling somebody else the other day, you got to think we had Pat P, we had Tyron Matthew, we had Tyvon Branch. Um, like I didn't even, I wasn't even starting that year. That was so crazy. So I was coming in in sub package. So sub package, um, you know, I would come on the field and then we had Buda Baker on the sideline. So now, you know what I mean? So Buda Baker is, um, what, two-time all pro, um, two-time, um, pro bowler. You know what I'm saying? Three-time pro bowler. So it's, it was crazy just like, you know, the the guys we had on that secondary, and then we had Tremont Williams as well, um, a, a, a vet in the game. So we that our secondary that year was by far one of the best um, I've been on. Yeah, and then talking about team wise, who was your favorite organization to play under? You played for a number of different teams, a couple of years for the Colts, 49ers, and Cardinals, and then one year with the Giants. What would you say you enjoyed most? 
man, I would say the coach, man, just, you know, uh, naturally, man, they drafted me. I spent the most time there. Um, I played in two Super Bowls there. Um, you know, I got there when I was 21. I left when I was um, 29, going on 30. So I grew up there as a man. So just naturally, man, I would say the coach, but not to take a, not to take away from San Fran because um, one of the, the greatest franchises in history of the game, um, and then being able to go to Arizona with the with the Bidwells, and then uh, end the career with the Giants, like you know, those are four um, great organizations ran by really good people. Um, every day in the building, staff was you know nice and friendly. You know what I mean? I just made some some dope relationships. So. Um, all four organizations, top notch, but I would just have to give it to the coach. Moving forward into the NFC and AFC championships, what are you thinking here as a former player? Who do you think has the advantage going into this summer? Man, these, this this weekend, man, it's gonna be some good games, man. Um, the Green Bay, Tampa Bay, obviously you got two great quarterbacks. I gotta stick to my guns, man. Like you know, I I said uh, I said in the playoffs, I had Kansas City and uh, Green Bay. In the um in the bowl in the Super Bowl, so I'm gonna stick to my guns, man. Um, but it's gonna be tough, man. Buffalo's playing really good ball. Uh, we gotta see what's gonna happen with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's in um concussion protocol. Um, but you know Kansas City offense when they rolling, they rolling. Same with the Bills. Josh Allen, man, had a hell of a year. My man Stephon Diggs is balling out there. The Bills defense is balling. So having two young guns. Um, two young gunners leading a team, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fireworks. And then, like I said, you got the the old vets, Brady and Aaron Rodgers, man, doing their thing. Um, so it, it's either way, it's gonna be a great storyline, like the old head versus the young pup. Yeah. Um, either way, man. So I'm I'm excited. But if I had to, I'm sticking to my guns. I'll say Kansas City versus uh versus Green Bay. I like it. It'd be crazy too if Tampa was playing. Home in, in Tampa. In Tampa, yeah. So that's that's a whole nother storyline right there. You know what I mean? T- uh, Brady, Br- obviously with New England having the season that they had, and Brady going over to Tampa Bay, leading them to the Super Bowl. That's a whole nother storyline. So either way, man, um, it's gonna be exciting. Whoever whoever's playing, you know, you got four great quarterbacks left. Whoever's playing in that Super Bowl, man, it's gonna be a hell of a game. Without a doubt. I see you got some jerseys hung up behind you. No jersey swaps this year, unfortunately. But during your time, what's your most prized possession of a jersey swap with another player? I would say the whole, the, the for sure Hall of Fame is, you know what I'm saying? I got Adam Vinatieri. He's going to be in the Hall. My guy Reggie Wayne is going to be in the Hall. And I got uh, I got Larry Fitzgerald as well. So I think those might be like on the top three. Um, obviously, I got my pal Honey Badger. I got Pat P. Um, but I'll say those three with AV. Reggie Wayne and um and Larry Fitzgerald. You got bet on yourself the book. You use that term a lot. What does that mean to you and where did you come up with it? Why do you use it so much? And you know, what is the power behind it? Yeah, man, um bet on yourself, man. I think I think everybody kinda think of it. You know what right. I mean? Sometime in their lives. Um for me it's just, you know what I mean, what helps me um like push me through through those through those moments where um, you know, you you, you kind of feel a little bit of doubt slipping in, or 
you know, somebody doubting you or somebody telling you what you can't do. It's, you know, it's one of those things where I just say, man, just bet on yourself, man. Um, you bet on anything, bet on yourself. You know, you know the work that you put in um, and things of that nature. So it kind of started for me um, in college, you know, when I, was, when I started getting a little bit of notoriety um, as far as, you know, safety coming out um, and scouts coming to Howard University and some scouts was telling me, you know, you're too slow, um, you're not lead material. Um, the, 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 the level um, of play that y'all go against isn't up to par. So, you know, at that time, it was like, you know what? Like, I, I done been, I done got made it this far where people doubt me. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let this one little bit um, hinder me and, and, and slow my process down. So that's kind of where it started. Then once I continued throughout the league, I still had that chip on my shoulder. Um, feeling though I wasn't getting the notoriety I should have, I deserved in the league. Um, so... When I would go talk to these student athletes, man, and just kind of tell tell them my story, it's like, yo, like I was you at this point. You know what I mean? Hey. I bet on myself. I just want you to do the same thing. So a lot of people used to tell me, like, look, man, you should you should you should talk a little bit more. So I just decided to put pen to paper, man, and just kind of put, um, and not really in in the book, you know, betting yourself inside the mind of ultimate un- ultimate underdog. It's not like a our biography of my life, man. It's just like, okay, this this is what, this is where I was at in my life, and this is what I did to better myself to get to where I'm at now. You know what I mean? I just want people to read that and be able to take one, two, or three things out of that book and be able to relate that to your life and in what profession you're in. You know, you can be on a podcast and somebody be like, man, your podcast ain't gonna make it. Your shit gonna be weak. But even in that, man, you can bet on yourself, the work that you put in, that you gonna make it, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's kind of where I got it from. I love that, man. We love to get motivational on here, and you know, betting on yourself is, you know, big in that believing in yourself. I think mentally, we always talk about mentally. It's it's a lot harder to overcome mental battles than physical battles, and I'm sure you could see that out on Sundays too on the field. Do you feel that guys didn't live up to their potential because of the mental battles they were going through in their head? Yeah, for sure. You know, everybody has God-given talent, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that potential, like, you got to do something with it. And if you can't tap into yourself mentally, man, like, you know, it's, it's you know, that potential is going to go to waste. So whether that's, you know, you not studying, that's you, you know what I mean, BSing off the field or whatever the case may be, but mentally, man, you got to be, you got to be tough. And like you said, like, it's a lot of guys that had a lot of potential that was better than a lot of guys, but... It was just something above the shoulders that wasn't clicking. Do you see guys now looking back and your time playing, slacking off when, you know, they get the money, the fame, and, you know, the girls, the partying, do you see them getting into that more than they should be focusing on football? Yeah, I mean, as we always just say, you know, people, some of the guys, they love, they love, they love the game of football, but they love what comes with the game of football more. And yeah. that's the money, that's the girls, that's the partying, um, and that's all of that, you know what I mean? And uh, we used to always say, you know, keep the main thing the main thing, you know what I mean? If if it if it wasn't for the football, and I used to always tell guys, man, you're not that cute, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so just realize, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you, getting the, you getting the females or whatever the case may be, but a lot of time it's a reason for that, you know what I mean? Like, and just, just to keep it, just to keep it a buck, keep it a hundred, like, you know I mean, you know, you look a lot, you look a lot better when you got you know 
five M's in the bank account or ten yeah. M's in the bank account. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, man, I, I've seen it a lot, man. I've seen yeah. it a lot. Wrapping up here, giving back a lot to the community. Where do you want to be five years down the road from now? Man, just 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 keep making a difference, man. Like uh, just continue to make a difference. Um, doesn't have to be a huge difference, could be a small difference, but then if I can impact um, a couple people's lives, that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? So back in my hometown of Newport News, Virginia, um, you know, I, I do have big plans for it. You know, we just built um, outdoor court, the first lighted outdoor court in our city, you know what I'm saying? So we, we partnered with the city, we're going to do, um, we're going to build and refurbish um, eight more courts, seven more courts in the city. Um, you know, we can continue to do our college tours. We take kids to um, HBCUs and PWIs just so they can see um, what's out there for them. Um, we're still going, you know, help give them resources um, to provide them a better chance of continuing education after high school. It doesn't have to be a two-year, four-year college or university. It could just be um, to a trade or whatever the case may be. So whatever I can do, man, you know, create jobs in the city, man. Whatever I can do to, to just to help out people um, in the city, man, and in my community, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Great stuff. It just takes one person. One person that's to it. change their lives. And, you know, the impact that you have off the field is everlasting. The impact on the field will, you know, always be there. But the impact off the field is going to change people's lives. And for that's sure. what it sounds like you're doing. Last question I have for you here. Who, who, we, who should we expect to see on the Man to Man podcast in the future? You got any? Guys lined up right now. We got um, Hassan Reddick, man. He had a, 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 a breakout year for the Cardinals. Um, shoot, uh, my, my guy Clint Portis, man, an OG in the game. Yes, sir. Um, we gonna get him tuned up. Um, we had Gerald, Gerald Alexander um, last week. Um, he's the DB coach for the Miami Dolphins. And right before him, we had Xavier Howard, um, my pick for the defensive uh player of the year so um we got some guys man we got some guys coming up just just tune in it's a man-to-man pod um normally you know we'll go live mondays at 11 on youtube fridays we'll go live as well and then uh we'll normally have a guest um coming in once or twice a week so the man-to-man pod wherever you listen to your podcast at man we there um if y'all can tap in tap in you heard the man Roma follow great guests. You know his networking is unbelievable. These are guys that he played with, played alongside, played against, and you know you get the perspective of what it's like in the locker room, on the field, all that kind of stuff. And then their predictions. A guy's been on with his uh, predictions lately. So <laughs> if you're a betting man, bet with this guy, Antoine. Man, this has been great. I appreciate your time. Best of luck moving forward. You gonna be in Tampa for the Super Bowl? I don't know, man. I'm a um. I'm gonna see, man. You know, with this COVID situation, man, we um we gonna see how how they moving out there. But um, if there's some some money to be made, man, I I might be out there. All right, I'll be down there. So I'll be in touch with uh your agent or your manager. If you're down there, maybe we'll link up, do something live, or you know, get together. But now nah, for sure, let's do it. I appreciate the loyal who are listening till the end. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Share with a friend. Yeah, I love you yeah, guys, and I'll go. see you next week.